Let's turn to number 431 in the Psalter hymnal. As we prepare to hear God's Word this morning, this setting of the Lord's Prayer. And this morning we're going to sing verses 1 and 4 and 10. Verse 4, Thy will be done, thy will alone, on earth below as round thy throne. Thy precepts are all wise and true, thy holy will we pray to do. May all then humbly stand in awe and gladly keep thy perfect law. Verse 1, verse 4, and verse 10, number 431, let's stand together as we sing. This morning, God's Word comes to us from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians chapter 4, and we're going to be reading just the first eight verses of this chapter. First Thessalonians 4, beginning at verse 1, what we hear now is God's word. Finally, then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. 
For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. I invite you to turn to the back section of your Psalter hymnal, to page 61 in the back and the bottom half of that page, uh, there we have Lord's Day 49. We'll read together question 124. I'll read the question and we can respond together with the answer. From page 61, Lord's Day 49, question 124. What does the third request mean? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven means. Help us and all men to reject our own wills and to obey your will without any backtalk. Your will alone is good. Help everyone to carry out the work he is called to, as willingly and faithfully as the angels in heaven. Well, we have for the last several weeks together been studying the Lord's Prayer, and today we come to that third petition, uh, Thy will be done. We have seen that while these first three petitions um, may appear to pray something on God's behalf, they actually pray for a change in us. The first petition, hallowed be your name, means help us to really know you. The second petition, your kingdom come, means rule us by your word and spirit. And today's petition as well. Your will be done means help us to reject our own will. Help us to more fully conform our lives to your perfect will. Your will be done. I think it's important as we begin this, uh, this, uh, these thoughts about God's will and praying that God's will be done, we think clearly about the will of God. After all, children, isn't it the case that God's will is always done? God's in control. God, God works all things out perfectly. Whatever God wills does happen. So why would we pray your will be done if we know God's will is always done. We have to remember the distinction within the will of God. God has uh, what we call his decretive or his secret will. These are things like um, where we're going to live, who we're going to marry, what job we're going to have, these things God knows. We don't know them to be sure, but God knows them. Those are part of God's decretive, part of his secret will. 
But God also has His preceptive will or His revealed will. Every Sunday morning, children, I read uh, God's law, either from the Deuteronomy account or the Exodus account this morning from Leviticus. And I always end that saying, this is God's holy will for our lives. God's revealed will, that which he has shown us. And it is this will, this perceptive will, this revealed will that we are praying about. God's secret will will happen. That's the nature of God's will. It is, it is his perceptive will that we conform ourselves to God's law, to God's standards. We may not know whom we are to marry, that's God's secret will, but he certainly has told us what to look for in a marriage partner. That's God's perceptive will. We may not know exactly what job we're going to have, but he has certainly told us to look at our gifts and talents and where we can be of service. It is this perceptive will that we pray for and we pray, your will be done. Our confession begins by reminding us that if God's will is to be done, that means we have to give up our own will. Thy will be done on earth as is in heaven means help us and all men to reject our own wills. And that does not come naturally at all. We want what we want. I want my will to be done. I want it my way. I want my things. I want it to be all about me. Interesting, some of the first words that our children learn when they're very young, I think the first word every child learns is no. They learn how to say no right away. And one of the second words they learn, mine, mine. We want what we want, and we want things our way. And if we see this in our own children, perhaps it is a reflection of how we live as children of God. He is our Father. And yet so often, I want my way, I want my will, not his will. To give up our own wills, to reject our own wills, in many ways runs counter to everything that we are. But that's what we pray. Your will be done. Help us to reject our own wills. And help us to live in a way that pleases you. Your will alone is good. How does Paul begin? Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. That more and more we live in a way that is pleasing to God. That more and more we give up our own will that we may embrace His revealed will and live in His ways. This is why Paul says, verse 3, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. Sanctification, that process by which we become more and more like Jesus Christ. That process where we conform ourselves to God's revealed will. Your will be done. Not my will. Not what I want. Your will be done. Help us to reject our own wills 
for your will alone is good. To pray this prayer, thy will be done, means first of all rejecting what we want, and secondly, it requires us to do what God wants, to follow after Him in the path of obedience, because His will alone is good. I hope if I asked you, what, uh, what chapter in the Bible talks the most about the perfection of God's will? I hope the first thing that would come to your mind is Psalm 119. Psalm 119, that longest chapter in the Scriptures, which again and again and again speaks of the per- perfection of the word and will of God. Psalm 119, Righteous are you, O Lord, and right are your rules. You have appointed your testimonies in righteousness and in all faithfulness. My zeal consumes me because my foes forget your words. Your promise is well tried, and your servant loves it. I am small and despised. Yes, I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is righteous forever, and your law is true. Trouble and anguish have found me out, but your commandments are my delight. Your testimonies are righteous forever. Give me understanding that I may live. The perfection of the law of God, the perfection of His will. Help us to embrace that your will alone is good. And our confession says, help us to obey without any back talk. Help us to obey without any back talk. Isn't how we want our children to obey us in that way? To obey us without any back talk, to obey us willingly, lovingly, an unconditional obedience. Now, this, is what, this is what Paul is directing us to, that we live in a way that, that recognizes the perfection of what God's way is. One of the most wonderful things, children, you can say to your parents, if you've had a disagreement about what you should do, whether you should go someplace, how you should live, one of the most wonderful things you can say to your parents is, you were right. We as parents love to hear that. You were right. That's what we have to say to God. God, you are right. Your will alone is good, and I will obey that perfect will. And Paul here in 1 Thessalonians 4 gives us really two areas of life where he calls us to obey the will of God. Again from verse 3, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God obedience in our physical relationships. Now this certainly affects those of us who are married. Within marriage, we are to to follow the will of God. As a husband, as a wife, we are to live in a way that cares for our partner and that puts their needs first. Husbands, you want to know what God's will is for you. God's will is that you give up yourself for the sake of your wife. Just like Christ gave himself up for the church. You don't have to wonder about that. That is God's will. He has revealed it to us. 
And husbands, we are called to make decisions that put our wives' interests first before our own. This is God's will for you. That you live within marriage the way God has intended. Wives, you want to know what God's will is for you? God's will is that you lovingly submit to your husband. That you defer to him as the church defers to Christ. You don't have to wonder about that. That is God's will for you. I want you to live within your marriage in a way that is right, in a way that is pleasing, in a way that is holy, in a way that is honorable. Not in the, not in the lusts and passions of the Gentiles. But live according to the will of God. You can go to the Christian bookstore and you can find all kinds of books that tell you how to have a better marriage, you know, 10 steps to a better marriage, all these things. This is the best book. This will give us the instruction we need, because it's not only instruction, it's the will of God. God's instructions for us who are married. God's instructions for us in our, in our physical relationships for those who are unmarried. Unmarried, we are to be pure in our sexuality. We are to be pure and, and, and have control of our bodies. This is God's will for us. It was suggested in the last couple months that perhaps we don't hear enough from the pulpit about God's desire for purity in our physical life. Young people, young adults, I want to say as clearly, as unequivocally as I can, the will of God for you is to remain pure. The will of God for you is not to be enslaved by your own sexuality. We need to hear that from the Word of God. It is His intention that you remain pure until you are married. And lest there be any confusion, when we talk about marriage, we mean one man and one woman for life. This is God's will. This is His intention. That we live sanctified lives following the will of God revealed for us in His Holy Word. I want to be clear. That's not good advice from me. That is the will of God for all of us. Paul says, I want you to know the will of God, your sanctification, you abstain from sexual immorality. He goes on, verse 6, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter because the Lord is an avenger of all these things as you were told beforehand and solemn, I solemnly warned you. And I follow both uh, John Calvin and Lenski um, in taking this section of the text to refer to a different matter. He has previously talked about their physical relationships, particularly um, their sexual relationship. Now he's changing just a bit to talk about about society in general, how they get along with those in their business context. I won't go into all the exegesis behind that, but both Calvin and Linsky agree with me, or I agree with them, um, as, as to what this text means. In our financial matters, in our business matters, 
that we be honorable. That we, as employers or as employees, honor the will of God for our lives, that we live in a way that is just, in a way that is right, in a way that is honorable. We read this morning from Leviticus 19, a very, a very hands-on passage about what God's will is, the call to holiness in our relationships. Now, there's nothing wrong as a businessman with making money. There's nothing wrong with that. But we can't do that at the expense of our employees. We may not take a dishonest advantage of them. God calls us to, to propriety, to holiness in our, in our social life, in our business life. Help us to reject our own wills. Your will alone is good. In our marriages, in our relationships, in our society, to live in a way that brings glory to God, that follows His revealed will. And our prayer is, uh, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the standard. That we obey the revealed will of God on earth as it is perfectly obeyed in heaven. Think about that. The angels who exist to serve God. The angels who exist to offer perfect obedience to Him. That's our call. This prayer, help us to do the same. Help us to, to have such a great desire to live for you that it, it reflects the perfection of the angels' obedience. And beyond the angels, we think of Christ Himself. Christ who would come down and leave the glories of heaven and come to earth, and when it came to offering himself on the cross, he would pray to his Father, not my will, but your will be done. This is the obedience God calls us to. Christ who would, who would leave the glories of heaven, who would, who would fulfill the plan and purpose and will of the Father, and that on our behalf who would offer up his life that we might have life. That Christ who calls to us again this morning to embrace him as our only Lord, as our only Savior. To know what he has done for us and in love, in devotion, in gratitude to pray the prayer and now help us to do your will. Your will be done. It's a huge task. And that's why Paul concludes this section. Notice how he concludes in verse 8, uh, verse 7. For God has not called us to impurity but to holiness, Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man but God who gives His Holy Spirit to you. How can we begin to do the will of God? Left to ourselves, we will fail again and again and again. But God has given us His Spirit. God has given the Holy Spirit to us who does work in our lives who does help to help us to begin to conform to the perfect revealed will of God. We are instructed by the Word and the power of the Spirit as we come together Lord's day after Lord's day. The Spirit takes that Word, applies it to our lives, and helps us to live in a way that brings glory to Him. We're instructed by the Spirit and we are strengthened by the Spirit. Today we come to the table of the Lord. We will take and eat 
We will take and drink, and the Spirit will use these ordinary elements to strengthen our spiritual life. We come that we might be strengthened for a greater devotion, a greater obedience to God, a greater desire to live in a way that conforms to His holy will. Your will be done. That God's will be done in our lives as perfectly as it is done by the angels serving Him in heaven. What a wonderful prayer. A prayer that that doesn't say something, first of all, about God, but something about me. Help me to reject my own will. Help me to recognize your will alone is good and give give me that strength by the power of your Spirit that more and more, more and more I might live in a way that conforms to that which you have revealed to us. Pray the prayer, your will be done calls us to change, calls us to recognize the work of Christ by His Spirit in our lives, to be strengthened by the Spirit, and to live in a way that says, God, your revealed will, your revealed will alone is good. May I reject my will and follow after you to pursue the path of holiness. This is God's will for you, your sanctification. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, thank you for teaching us to pray. Thank you for teaching us to pray, your will be done. Forgive us, O God, when we continue to think that our will is better than yours. When we deliberately go our own ways, following our own desires, Lord God, work in us that acknowledgement that your will alone is good, that will revealed to us in your holy scriptures. Make us good students of your word, that we not only know it intellectually, but that that word live in us and with us day by day. Lord God, work in our hearts that we may lovingly do your will. Hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen.